You're listening to Al Yoshi Did It Podcast with Yoshi Obayashi and Lilith Arvai. Yoshi, I'm here with Lily and John Hendrickson. Hey. Um, and I'm here with my good friend Brandon Iron. And um, if you're not familiar, he's a good friend of mine. He's actually my first porno friend. We met in 2000 AVN convention, and you're the you're the one actually met me. You were actually kind of happy the fan was talking to you, and we exchanged contact information. And actually, out of hundreds of hundreds of people I met that year. You know, I think I emailed them, called them, whatever. None of them re- um, responded back except Brandon. I think within six months you flew up to Seattle and yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. yeah. You came to Seattle Comedy Underground, and uh, we've been hanging out uh, ever since. And uh, I think some of my friends think I'm friend with you because strictly porno, but uh, we actually have a, something even bigger love for, which is traveling. So. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we actually we 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 actually only have <laughs> we actually have conversation fantasizing about traveling to different parts of the world. But uh, I thought you were gonna beat step parents or something. No, no. I was waiting for Blackhawk. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That's Joey Severa next episode. No. On on serious note, because you said something interesting a little a few minutes ago. Um, you know, Brandon um, did. yeah, Brandon did, and uh, you know, by the time this episode's released, you know, it's it's probably going to be somewhat old news. But in today, I can't even remember which city, and not, I can't even remember the name of that Newtown, Connecticut. Newtown, Connecticut. So, um, twenty kids were murdered. Twenty six adults uh-huh. and the shooter himself. Yeah, and I don't want to, you know, talk about gun control and things like that because I think there are plenty of smarter people who could deal with that. But you, you said something about. Columbine shooting and something to do with a porn connection. Yeah, it's the craziest thing that sticks in your head. But but you know, after all the tragedies and all the all the violence and all, what stands out in my mind is I remember the, the there's only one teacher killed at Columbine, mm-hmm. and his daughter worked in the adult industry before after he was killed. Well, during like before during, oh. during and then I think her life changed and you know she had a wake up call and moved on. So, oh, she stopped doing porn. Yeah, I think there was a real big. She was very close to her dad, or you know, she respected her dad, and you know, you change your life. But what a way to lose your your family like that. But did she perform even a little bit after that shoot? Uh, you know what? It's it's been like fourteen years, or I honestly don't remember, or thir- whatever it is. Anyway, um, I just remember I had worked with her prior to the the tragedy, mm-hmm. and then you know, you you just that that's a that schism that happens in your life you know you, you always remember who you were before and then you you're a new person after something like that happens right mm-hmm. I, I, I know this is highly inappropriate but th- yes she th- was good yeah no 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 <laughs> my question was did, my question was did she fuck better after the massacre that was like hate fucking all the time yeah <laughs> imagine that that's morbid <laughs> no I, honestly I, uh, it was a it was a blowjob my I felt every you know, every semblance of of her mouth was just all into it at the time. Well, so let me get this right. So her dad got killed in Columbine. Yeah, and you ended up shooting her in the face. I shot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make sure. If, am I getting this right? It was okay. a mul- multiple shooting. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Rapid the, fire. The tragedy compounded itself. You know, if she, if she was crying, then she was doing it right after the shoot, and you shot her in the face. But um, um, the funny part was, Brandon, the first time I remember meeting you was over Extreme. Actually, yes. there was you were waiting in the lobby trying to get money out of them. But before I actually met you, everybody was bragging about you in the office. They're all, guys got a baby arm. Kept calling him baby arm. And I had literally everybody run up and show me the boxes with your cock on it. That was because you're doing like the Slap Happy series then. Yes. Yeah. Actually, Coffee Ron took over that series from me. And I, I, death surrounds me because I just learned uh, recently that Coffee Ron has passed away. Oh, no way. Wait, who's that? I don't, I don't even remember that person. He was, well. Coffee he, Runner? He was a flim flam man. Oh, what? <laughs> he worked. He had, he no, coffee, Ron. Yeah. Real name, Ron. Uh-huh. And he drank so much coffee that that if your beverage becomes your name, oh. you're probably having too much. Gotcha. Just like we call him Beer Yoshi. Makes no sense. You can ha- never have enough beer, Yoshi. No. I have a lot. We're of not here to talk about <laughs> Yoshi's alcoholism. He's sober. Let's celebrate it. Now, um, you're very famous among comedians because. That uh, I know you don't own it, but I have to say, you're very famous among comedians because of Slap Happy series. How, do, how would you describe that movies to people who've never seen it? Pure, unadulterated, real slapping. Not not uh, stage hits. Mm-hmm. Not anything. It's like bell ringing, Mike Tyson, fresh, fresh Mike Tyson. Early 1988, <laughs> Mike Tyson hit, oh, wow. hits, hits to the to the jowls and the cheeks and the occasional ear. Who? What kind of asshole hits somebody in the ear? That hurts. But no, yeah. Bite it off, apparently. <laughs> right. That's one way, but no, you, you know, it's like the craziness that some people in this industry will do. So if you offer, you know, would you like to do a gangbang? That you know, everything stuff like that, and then it's like, would you be slapped in the fl- face? And girls would say, yeah. Do they get paid more for that? Uh, not nearly enough. Yeah, would yeah. they walk away with bruises and marks? no, no, maybe like it's not full on assault, but it was uh, going up to the edge, peeking over, and just saying, "Oh, this is going to be illegal if it gets further." Now, w- w- were you surprised how popular it was? Because it really was popular. No, I think that that hits into a nerve with some people. Some people combine the sex with the violence, mm-hmm. and then you know you you can just say you get a rush off of it, but. Uh, yeah, it was what it was at the time. You're trying to fit in with the hit company and you want to be, if you're competitive, you want to do the best of the worst, so to speak. So it was, we were full on, you know, going going hard. Yeah, because it was all about, you were full on degrading girls a little bit. There was, wasn't there a lot of writing on the girls and stuff like that? Oh, uh, well, you, you could take a, a 99 cent tube of lipstick and write slut or whatever would fit on a, on a forehead. Toilet seats yeah. hats. Again, you go to a uh, uh, Home Depot or Lowe's, and you can you can buy a toilet seat for nine ninety nine, <laughs> and then you take the I took a flusher because you never allow the woman to swallow never why until you you push the flush thing you go swallow. Oh. <laughs> it, it was that. Flush. It, it's like the way you put the a handle do- on the toilet. Yeah, seat. you put a dog treat on a dog's nose, and you don't give you know you don't allow it to eat it until yeah. you give it a sign. That was that extra level of control, and that's types into the uh, or tapped into the psyche of a lot of maybe misogynistic yeah. people. That that energy, even though if you if you don't support any sort of domestic violence or yeah. anything, eventually you're going to look across the bedroom at your partner and want to fucking kill them. 
And that's that's so honest. I'm, I I'm love not, this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, oh, by the way, we're not saying you should go do it, but I understand the sentiment and because I know you, you're a very nice person and very gentle and nice guy. But um, I, I, I got to tell you, when I saw the first time, I was like, whoa, I, you know, kind of surprised me. And so there must have been girls who agreed to do it because they need the money or whatever, but they really didn't know what they're getting into. Exactly. You, mu- you must have had that incident, right? Exactly. I, you know, some people, oh, this will this will be a quick score. I'll, oh, he's a short, mild-mannered Canadian guy. And then the beast gets unleashed. And that's a wild dragon to ride. You know, you you think you can hang on and suddenly they're overwhelmed mm-hmm. you're feeling i'm five foot six i felt six two you know you you just feel like like this is the ultimate in control over another and and the thing is like people can top from the bottom it's the sub that gives the dom the power mm-hmm. you're letting somebody do that to mm-hmm. you and you can stop it at any time but the mystery is why you don't stop it yeah. why because there's well, pleasure in it I don't think I think there some people yeah well I mean I don't know I guess when if you're doing porn and you're hired to perform they're maybe not getting the the pleasure of like a person who's a true like uh, submissive with a dominant right you know, that you see like the the clubs or whatever the BDSM clubs right but these are, are lily white newbies that are just you're thrown into deep water and you either sink or swim and a lot of people will just give up eventually and they'll just you know drown in this perverse water and you know of course you save people like that but but you're you really recognize that that fear in some people's eyes when you're the one controlling everything you know where it goes and you definitely know when somebody has gone somewhere they've never gone before and if that's the turn on when you realize somebody has never experienced this and you probably have or you know when there's a breaking point and it's always to pull back you know don't blow the engine you know, like the monster trucks, you know, the, no, oh, that's anticlimactic to see the one truck lose. You you still want to see that tension right on the razor edge and then you just pull it back and then you see that that person is a changed person and you're changed because mm-hmm. you've both, you know, there's a respect from the woman to the man and vice versa. I respect anyone who can put up with that bullshit. Because like with the slack happy stuff back in the day, that was extreme. That was getting a lot of the green girls. Wasn't the girls just coming first into the industry or just getting brought in kind of. Right. Or anybody that wanted to curry favor, you know, you uh, the lamb would be let in for the slaughter and it would be, you're passed around amongst five or six directors and everyone, you know, it, what you can't get for, you know, 300 or $400, if you offer $10,000 worth of work, people's morals, their their compass starts Mm-hmm. Swaying. <laughs> which which one broke down for real? Like, um, did any girl try to stop it? Just like, I can't, I can't continue. Yeah, there was one girl that she, you know, there's gag reflexes, and then there's just anything that tickles that little punching bag at the back of your throat, and she would projectile vomit all over. And From slapping or choking? The dick in the mouth. Oh. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like hitting a little button where you know somebody's sitting on a, a carnival and you dunk them. And yeah. all, well, the tip of my dick would hit this little what? What is that thing called? You know what I'm talking about? The little punching bag at the <laughs> yeah. What is that called? You like, <laughs> what is this? Uh, we don't really know. Is it tonsil? That's, I don't know what's no, is it. I guess you it's now it's the thing that like yeah, it's like flingy. It's like a clit in your mouth. Exactly, the <laughs> mouth clit. That was the the anti pleasure. See, button. this is how modest Brandon is because I can't reach that deep, but you can. 
Because <laughs> this is not a conversation, you know. But um, I mean, do, what do you do when a girl breaks down that, that like that? Because there's other guys. They're not physical with the girl, but they're verbally. I don't know. I don't know if the verb is even worse because they'll break them. You know, contusions. One of them, he just fucking break them and they're crying. Right. Yours is not verbal. You're in those series physical. You know, and I gotta say, oh my comedian friend, that's the title. I kid you not. That's the t- number one title among non-porno people when I meet them. Oh, do you know Slap Happy? Like they don't talk about front of their wife and girlfriend, but yeah, you're. That's the number one thing that people was bring up um, for years. Yeah, and I think people identify with that cathartic release of just male rage and female submission, and where that gray area overlaps because somebody's somebody's gonna lose. You know, it's mm-hmm. like high stakes poker. You know, eventually somebody goes all in, and when that dick goes all in, she folds, literally. <laughs> but there's at some, the neck. But some <laughs> women will never back down, like. I remember Gio, Gio Danao is used to be a director and friend of yours at Red Line District, and she. I remember Rocco Sifredi, one of the biggest porn stars in the world. He was telling me he, I think it was Animal Trainer 15 or something. I worked on that one. And he was telling me he he fucking hated have doing a scene with her because she, he felt like he was fucking a man because there's nothing that he could do. She'll back down. She right. didn't give a shit. She she'll go toe to toe with Rocco. You know, not not to go off topic, but when t- I shot them together. Oh, you did. Okay, he. He came to Los Angeles, and you know who who's the top of the food chain? Well, you take out number one, and then every it's like in prison, you beat down the strongest person, <laughs> and then you rule those. Yeah. But you know, Rocco was just he was fucking her in the ass, and uh, she started bleeding, and then he just whispers, "Oh, that's so sexy. You used the red lube," <gasps> and it's like that psychological thing. Wow. That you know, again, she didn't crack. She was having fun. She's in control, but he he is definitely, you know, clawing yeah. at her and he's just marking her. His playing, yeah, playing with with a toy, and, and she doesn't care. She 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 go to. I'm telling you, she because she didn't cry or anything, did she? I can't imagine you now. No, but there was a breaking point, and I can recreate it uh, physically okay. and describe mm-hmm. it. They go from outside to inside this is a, a malibu mansion that i was responsible for you know uh get and there's so many doors in this place he didn't know where the bathrooms were so he's on the staircase lifting his legs up and he uh proceeds to drop a deuce <laughs> on the staircase and he tells her now eat it no <laughs> and she that was the first time she called time out and she goes, wait, cut. I can't do this. And he goes, oh, no problem, baby. Oh, we'll just clean this up. So it was like, it was like a naughty dog that you're just, what kind of fucking crazy shit goes on? But in keeping with the, the scatological uh, angle to this thing, five minutes later, uh, she, he drags her up the stairs proceeds to look on every door trying to find a bathroom so he can dunk her head in the toilet Mm -hmm. yes and she refused because that would hurt no because she had color treatment in her hair and she goes there's probably chlorine in the water chlorine you got bigger things to worry about than chlorine she was was fucking with him well no because he's he's a patient sadist and uh, 20 minutes later of hard anal pounding uh, he was guiding her head gently, and uh, she took the bowl dip. She went for a swim in the bowl. 
head first. Wow. Did he in, flush? Oh, yeah. He did. You know, you know what I like about this whole conversation the whole time I'm listening to you? The fact that you arch further on the couch so you could demonstrate what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> where the He's audience, like in audience fucking can see it. Right now. We can take this wherever you want. But <laughs> I, I, you know, that, that is something that, that will, that's, that's stuff that's stuck in my mind and I can't flush that out of my head either. I, I, t- I tell you because, you know, you know, one of my jobs as a DVD producer was see the movie and prepare for the DVDs. And um, of course, most of the people are not familiar with Kelly Stafford, but she's one of the all-time great performer. And she's English, and she's really crazy. I remember one of the scene with Rocco. Rocco brought a homeless guy. Uh, I don't know if I already talked about this, but Rocco, he brought a homeless guy in, and um, he hasn't got sex in like thirty years or something like that. And he's homeless, and Rocco makes her give him a bologna. And there's a point where his arm was shaking so much, I thought he was going to have a heart attack. And so Rocco say. Okay, we better, we better stop before before we keep this going hard. That Kelly said, "Fuck this," um, and she just went. She didn't. She didn't give a shit. She's hardcore. She's the closest person to be Rocco, a female. You know. Yeah. 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 And they they had scenes where they're beating the shit out of each other. I'm not kidding. I mean, Rocco and Kelly, just they were just. I don't know. It must have been like an hour and a half of this, and they're just going back and forth. And basically, my conclusion was: only way she's ever going to come completely the way she wants. If Rocco beats her to death, sure. Yeah, <laughs> sure. and, and, and Brandy will not disagree with me. I'm telling you, it's a, it's the same mentality of why women write people in prison. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the attraction? What's the future? It's just that there's that danger. respect for danger. Mm-hmm. It's the you know people don't like vanilla all the time. You mm-hmm. want that different flavor and watch out because it might be ass flavor. <laughs> One can hope with a little bit of red lube. Yes. Wow. So that's interesting. Because I've been slapped before during sex and it threw me off. And I wanted to slap him, but I didn't. But that was Respect- your dad, right? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. First, that was my ass and then it was my face. Um, well, uh, what was the circumstance? Just out of blue? Or? Yeah, just during sex. It was like actually my second time having, first or second time having sex with him. And I was like, wow, that's pretty ballsy. But I'm into. I'm into like choking and that kind of stuff. Like I'm okay with that. But I was also like, what? Then I couldn't stop thinking because I go into my psychological moment. I'm like, why did what made him want to do that? And okay, did you talk oh. to him about that? No. no. How come? Um, I didn't want to make it awkward. <laughs> and I was like, he probably gets off on it. It's fine. Was it right after it's you said? Dog. Is it? Did it happen right after you said? God, you got a small dick. Did you say something <laughs> like that? I, I I didn't. I might have thought it. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, he was he was fine. But it was interesting because I was like, oh, that's a new domain. They're just slabbing. It's, it's, it's definitely primal. Like yeah. You can, a man can't explain it. A woman can't explain it. But it's very, very real. And when you document it on, on videotape, pe- that people set, it sets things off. Is this similar to, you know, bodybuilders? They, they really work out really hard. It's very painful, but they feel like pleasure of working out. So I think... I met some women like they find that pleasurable to getting hit. Oh yeah, associating pain with pleasure definitely. Not yeah. to the point of knocking the bitch out, but I'm just saying, I think some of them do, but like the slap in the face. Look, look at the popularity of the Kink.com network. Mm-hmm. Anything done at a high level where it's almost like a contest. Women like to push their own limits. You don't have to force them. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll go along for the ride, and they keep launching. Sites like Bound Gang Bangs, everything but 
ultimate surrender. Everything is like, oh, for ultimate surrender, it's girls wrestling girls, but it's real. Loser gets fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so, or, you know, just this the thing where it's it's part psychological and part physical, and, and you're only in competition with yourself. You can't make somebody do bound gangbangs and enjoy it. But I love the intros to that uh, those scenes because um, a woman, Princess Donna, administers everything, and she'll say, "If you can get out of this room filled with five guys with hard-ons, mm-hmm. if you can get out of the room in the next five minutes, I'll pay a thousand dollars, and then it becomes real." Wow! Because at first it's play acting and all, but then it's like tear it apart. You know who who's gonna? It's kind of like here. putting money in the game. It means something now. Yeah. yeah, and that's the same energy that goes from like Slap Happy was 10 years ago, 12 years ago, but it's that same dynamic of, you know, do you think you can, uh, are you biting off more than you can chew? How big is your mouth? Let's find out. Mm-hmm. And then that's that realization that, holy shit, you, money doesn't motivate, money can't buy anything. You you can't, uh, you know, it's not going to turn a bad experience into a good experience. Now, I know for a fact you're not a sociopath, but these guys who do those scenes beat the women. I mean, what do you think the percentage of guys are like? There really are like fucking psycho. Oh, I, I, think it, I think it's that team mentality or it's like we've learned nothing from the Nuremberg trials. Everyone gets their orders mm-hmm. and then I was just following orders. You know, and it's just I think everyone wants to fit in and and if you suspend your your disbelief that how the fuck can this go on and it, it's almost like you're pushing your your own freedom and ev- everyone's free to do this but you know somebody's got to consume it and there's a voracious appetite for that kind of uh assault that's not assault it's like sadomasochistic yeah. sexual behavior yeah sure but uh, but i mean as in the assault what you're saying is this it's not really assault it's the no, but like you. Yeah, but the the more real you can make it, I think everyone ties into that. But you know, you can say, "Oh, I'd never do that in real life." Well, that is real to those people. Yeah, you know, who knows? Can you can you maybe talk a couple of like the worst things you've ever seen? Oh well, I always try and put a positive spin. But Christy Mist, most gorgeous, uh, you know, woman in the business. You know, she's had her time. She was a mom. I remember she did a gangbang edit for Extreme Associates, and one of the things was, uh, you're going to eat every guy's ass. And she wasn't particularly fond. And she goes, well, let's skip that. Let's just move. I'll do this. I'll do that. And it was stop. She went into the, the boss man's office, and she came out, and I just remember with a big uh, shit-eating grin on her face, literally, and said, I guess I'm eating ass. And she dropped down, and she rimmed 10 or 12 guys. And... Uh, you know, <laughs> what 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 was said to change your mind? Nobody knows, and that's that's the appeal of that. How do you turn a non-ass eater into an ass eater? I don't know what yeah. words will say that. It, it, that's you know what popped <laughs> in my head when I heard that. I, that, that. That kind of reminds me from remember in Pulp Fiction, those two guys got the briefcase and they open it, and you don't know what the fuck is in there. Yeah, it's it's kind of like I'm sure he's. I don't know. You think he pulled a gun? No, probably not. Not a gun. Not that extreme. That would that, be too easy. Now, didn't you do cocktails? Were, were you involved? That, there's a scene that never got released because Christy Miss got beat up. You, he, sorry, John, were you there? 
No, no, I just no. This is where the tape got broken because I forget what what lines were crossed or everyone was saying, "Wow, that was hardcore." Me and Michael Stefano, D. Peter, and it was all this crazy rough stuff. And then something happened where uh, later on, I don't know if she just said, "Fuck this," I not because of that scene in particular, but she just said, "This is not where I want to be in my life," and that tape was broken. And there were consequences to pay because I think she had to come back and do it again with oh. more guys or something. She, but she broke. Sorry, she broke the tape. I uh, honestly I can't remember who. Maybe it was a boyfriend at the time. Maybe some. But basically, you're solving nothing by, you know, breaking somebody else's property. But oh. there were just all I that remember just dates how old this was when there's an actual tape, yeah, tape. to break. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't like electronically. We're at the drive-in, you see, and it was just. Uh, <laughs> Let's all go to the moo- lobby. Let's all go. John, you had a question? Oh, no, because I was saying with cocktails, because I just remember everybody was, whatever bodily foods would come out, end up in a bowl, and they end up drinking it then. There would be chunks floating in there. Yeah. What? Everything. Yeah. No, it was just out there a little bit. There is a reason Jamba Juice doesn't offer an enema cocktail. <laughs> that is why. There's just a yeah. too much. There's <laughs> razzmatazz, and then there's uh, the, the fecal Mud shake. Slide. Yeah. <laughs> now, have you ever been requested for any of this stuff offset? Any of the girls Strangely, are really no. But, uh, yeah. So you don't, you don't slap bitches in your personal life? No. I've, I've uh, gotten older and wiser, and uh, there's the, it takes two to tango. And... Uh, you know, it, it's no fun if it's it, even a bully fighting with one arm behind his back. You're still a bully. So, you know, fight somebody your own size mm-hmm. and just have it fun and consensual. But yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I've, I can just get off on keeping my own mouth shut and getting head. And that's it. Now, I, um, I remember working for you one time. I think you needed someone to do. The paperwork. I think you had a. I don't remember the girl. We were in the valley. You had like fifteen guys, and I had to do the paperwork. What made me laugh about the whole thing was guys who pop in a girl get fifty dollars, but I think you pay me one hundred and twenty-five or something to do the paperwork. You know, so you were paying me more than talent. <laughs> yeah. And every one of these guys come in, nice guys. You know, um, I think the thinking behind it was they, this is kind of like open mic for porno guys. Just like if you're a stand-up comic, you do open mic. And um, you do enough, you go to next level. So a lot of these guys are just starting porn. Sure. What was interesting, like one third of the guys got there by bus with transfer. They didn't even have a car, and it sounded like they they lived with their parents or something. But right, anyway, right. they were there. They're trying to do their best. And um, there was an Asian guy. What was his name again? Are, are we talking about Tom Dong? Yeah, Tom Dong. Yeah. Okay. I met him th- that time. He was very nice. Um, then I, I think I met him a couple more times at convention. The reason I'm bringing it up for the um, listeners is because there was an incident. How long ago has it been? Like three, four years ago? Yeah, at least. Three, yeah. four years ago, Yeah. Um, uh, there was a video company in Van Nuys. I don't remember what was the name of the company. But so um, Mr. Driver? Yeah, Steve okay. Driver. Steve yeah. Driver. Uh, I think he's light-skinned African-American fellow, right? Right. Yeah. So... There was some incident at the warehouse where he worked at the porn company. He was getting kicked out. And I think he's been suffering from depression or whatnot, but he's, he panicked. He's, been, he's getting kicked out of the place. He lost his job. He got angry. He grabs a samurai sword, tried to stab the guy, kick him out of the facility. 
and uh, Mr. Don, being a decent guy, because that's all I ever heard from everyone else, nice guy, he saw this, tried to end the fight, and he ended up getting stabbed by samurai, so he get, got killed. And um, Mr. Driver flees, and um, I think a couple days later, he was some canyon in the in, uh, valley, and the cops surrounded him. And at the last thing I saw, there was helicopter shot of him literally jumping out of the cliff. Well, he got beanbagged. Yeah. Too, so, yeah. And, uh, and, 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 <laughs> First of all, it is strange to hear a black guy killing Asian guy with a samurai sword, which was <laughs> ironically. Absolutely, yeah, it's reverse racism. Right. right. <laughs> but what was what was amazed by the whole time he held on to that sword as he was going down the you know canyon, but he still had the sword. Oh uh, yeah, for most part he had it in his hands. He was threatening himself. Yeah. So the LAPD oh. decided it's better to kill him than let him kill himself. Oh. Really? I think they 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 have such good judgment. I think they could have figured a way to get him without him killing himself. But you know, um, so knowing those guys, I mean, what was going through your head when you heard this? Because they're they're kind of friends, right? Yeah, I had shot both of them. Tom was a friend. Steve was a friend. They had come out to my little stupid bukkake parties, and you know, everything was all fun and games until somebody loses an eye their neck their intestines yeah. and all that and all i could picture was that scene from kill bill when uh remember when when uh oh my god who who plays who plays the lead the sh- um who's in kill bill uma thurman uma thurman when she's faces the crazy 88s or yeah. whatever and then she lastly takes on um that gogo or whatever with, girl. yeah and then when she runs her through or she anyway you know that thing, and, and you see Gogo, it was the look on her face, the Tarantino shot when she's going. <laughs> <laughs> I always wondered if that was maybe a sound that Tom made. Oh. <laughs> you gotta wonder. It could have been. I've never. Have you been stabbed? No. O- only with penises. That's about well, that's it. Com- comparable. Yeah. You know. <laughs> comparable. <laughs> Depending on size. <laughs> but speaking of sounds, if I could interject real quickly, um, but I, we do we should come back to that Asian story because yeah, yeah. there is a very funny. But sounds, um, can I read this? Yeah. Okay. There is a question for you, Brandon from Koika Chi, is the name of the person. Yoshi tweeted out if anyone had questions. Okay. For you um, being our guest tonight, and this is what this person said: I'd like to know how Brandon came to the decision to make a bunch of noise when he's busting. Seems like there's a variety of theories about how to handle the audio of the pop shot in Gonzo. Amateur amateur allure turns the audio down for a few seconds to eliminate right. the noise the guy makes. The guy from Exploited Teens says silly rehearsed lines mid spurt. Does anyone say your noise is ruining my experience? Yes. I, I personally think noise is part of what makes it seem naturalistic. The ab- absence of noise draws my attention to the fact that the guy is probably restraining himself. I find the silent pop shot distracting. I self-censor myself because uh, it's just doing, my own voice isn't doing nothing <laughs> at all. But no, the, the reverse of that is you channel all that energy from all the encounters you have. And now I've really come to accept that that is a job. Your job is to get me off. So I'm going to lay back, reduce my own anxiety, and make you suck my dick and coach you on how to get me off. This is a training session you are being trained on how to service me. 
and I'm sorry I don't pop like a 14 year old or you know you just tap it and go you're gonna work and faster means faster deeper means deeper harder means harder <laughs> I'm and, good at this and the one my 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 whole dialogue has been reduced to the single word open and that means you've done your job and that means open I'm gonna come in your mouth and so just reducing it to open yeah I'm a, I'm a member of Amateur Allure they have that ambient music flowing doesn't re- reduce your orgasm but you can tell that things are said on how to do it and all whatever I like the real reaction and I love when you get backed up like three days and you fucking flood that mouth where it's like is that mayonnaise what the fuck is that that that's chunky you know there's smooth peanut yeah. butter chunky peanut butter yeah, you drink a lot of water, zinc, a banana every day, and a high-protein diet, and you're going to blow uh, the roof off her mouth. In, you know, Belladonna told me, I think it was her who told me, like, um, she could smell a guy's penis and say, there's something not right with this guy, like gonorrhea or something. She told right. me, she, I think she said, gonorrhea smells like, imagine you's diaper been sitting on hot sun for two oh. weeks. How can anyone not smell that? So, so that's what she, I think she was the one who told me, or said in the DVD commentary. But have you been in a situation you you're with a girl and you smell her ass or vagina and there's something like, there's some smell which is fine, but it's you thought wait a minute there, there might be some kind of STD. Not 24 hours ago. This is so Fresh. on point. I was taking pictures of a woman's stretched. Uh, ass mm-hmm. and things were things were in need of a, a cleanup yeah and do you know what i said what nothing <laughs> <laughs> no i just deleted the pictures after i'm not there to embarrass anyone yeah. and all that stuff but but i just thought uh was there like shit hanging out of their ass or? oh yeah this this was uh definitely in need of a at least a baby wipe <laughs> whoa and this is probably not the place to confess this but i just i just figure it it ruins the experience to tell somebody, oh, can you go clean up? I need these pictures of your anus. Instead, we just kept going on because it's a blowjob scene. It is what it is. And yes, I 69'd with her. So my nose was oh. pressed up to this uh, funky waste disposal system. I don't, I, don't, I don't have a problem with shit. I'm, I'm, uh, what I was trying to say, have you ever thought, like, I don't want to fuck this girl because the smell is not shit. It's something else. You think, even though she have a medical uh, test saying she's okay, it made you think, like, I don't want to put my dick into in Something's her. funky down under. Like, okay, one month ago, I'm just full of stories. <laughs> yes. I, I won't say the name of the, the other young actress, but it was... Uh, Tell me after of, the show. All right, go ahead. One of these encounters <laughs> where she had... a. Okay, I never heard of vaginismus. Okay, maybe you oh, did. I've I heard of it. What, what is had, that? It's your vagina smells like oh, uh, I don't even know, like mold or just it's so strong and potent where it's like you can smell it with. Why clothes does it happen? On. Why does it happen? It's bacteria infection. Yeah, it's bacteria. She has been fucking every dude under the sun, uh, and literally like, under the sun. Well, her <laughs> her unit had kind of swelled up shut. It wasn't a puffy pussy. This was some sort of gynecological uh, accident uh, you know like you got a rubber neck and see as you go by what's going on down you there with you but yeah she was swollen shut so she couldn't fuck so what does the gentleman do fuck her in the ass no you make her suck your dick for hours <laughs> I was going to say that hours I, I, she didn't get tired she 
was a, a female pervert, and I've met many of them, and this was the latest incarnation of somebody who just, you press that on button, there was, there's no camera even. It's like, why are you sucking my dick? Because you said so. <laughs> the five foot six guy grew to be six, six two. So that's how you make up an interest, getting your cock sucked. <laughs> that's great. Bre- Vertically, yet you make up horizontally, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, and, and I guess the word is on the street, you have a huge cock. That's what you guys were saying earlier. No, but I'm, not, I'm tired of using my left hand. Oh, it's somebody else. It's not somebody else. It's you know. The left side of the brain is telling the right, yeah, it's still you. Yeah. <laughs> Have someone else do it for you and get yeah. paid. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, it seems like you did well. Um, go ahead. Um, so uh, it's kind of related to that. Um, so there's never been a case where you said, because you smell something, you don't want to fuck her. There's always a workaround, okay? And <laughs> that's a professional <laughs> right there. No, you are so I, resourceful. I will tell you, like, okay, I like worshiping a woman's feet. Okay, mm-hmm. it shows reverence, it shows respect. It also shows that you're willing to, to you know, like t- turn the tables on yourself, you know, don't be so selfish, right? Anyway, I once removed the shoes of a young lady and, uh, oh, how to describe it? Okay, cheese? Yes. <laughs> like, uh, the, I, don't, I don't even know the name of a cheese that could have... Swiss this, cheese, gorgonzola, keep blue going, cheese. Keep going. Like, uh, um, yeah, the blue cheese has, has the mold. Anyway, the point is that <laughs> her feet were ripe. And um, anyway, you know the reaction. What do you do when, when there's uh, uncomfortable? It's no problem. You just, you, know, you just accept it because you're learning something else about um, somebody else. You have a very Buddhist philosophy when it comes to porn. I'm reading a Buddhist philosophy book. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I have it in the I car. I have it in the you. car. It was written by a Buddhist monk. No, it, which book is it? Uh, it it's called Anger. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And it's not dealing with your own, but no, it's a lot of insights into just energy, how to deal with people, mm-hmm. and what I love about Buddhists is they operate from the thing that suffering is normal. Yes. Every other, every other, like especially North America, I got to be happy 24 hours. If mm. I'm not happy, I need a fucking pill. Ah! You know, and then you turn to drugs and alcohol. Instead, Buddhists believe it's how you deal with anger. If you accept it, it's, it's normal to feel crappy. It's normal to do. And, exactly. And you, you measure your own reaction. You don't change what, it's normal to get, you know. I, so. I think the premise is, you know, growing, coming from that part of the world, Buddhists believe that life is suffering mm-hmm. and what stems the suffering is because our unlimited desire. So if you want, if you want to stop having problems, you reach the point of nirvana where you, you don't have any more desire. But my problem with it is that I just don't think that's realistic because I think pleasure is part of the life, you know? Um, and I think, I think people like porn because maybe... The way I, I feel about porn is like, Vitamin. You know, we all have appetite. We we have to consume food, but sometimes if you're not getting enough nutrient, you take vitamin. I think a lot of guys, if they're not getting enough sex or if they're not getting right kind of sex, I think porn is the only legal and reasonable way of dealing with it, except for other things like hookers and strippers, and whatnot. You know, so I I feel for people who, and I know it's hard for women to accept that. Um, I think Lilith, I think you're open-minded about it, but I think most women feel not comfortable with it and mm-hmm. 
Um, well, most women aren't comfortable with their own sexuality, so I think it's it's not encouraged. Out. Yeah, you know? exactly. And and and, uh, and and this is something we said in a couple other episodes. What Brandon's into, what I'm into, we don't care, give a fuck of each other what we're into. You know, whatever he's into, I'm thinking he's weirdo, and what I'm into, he might think is weird. But we don't need any sort of approval from each other like what we like. But women, I, I just it just seems like you guys. Talk to your girlfriend, see if this is normal or whatever. It, it seems like you have to have a little bit of consensus among your, your friends or whatnot, you know. We're, we're kind of selfish. I know what we want yeah. and we want to get it. If we don't get it, we get really grouchy and start slapping women in faces, right? <laughs> and then women take it and they like it. And that but becomes normal. I think everything's rooted in shame. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, well, I can only speak for myself, but if you recognize that all your masturbatory habits are shame-based... <laughs> about feeling guilty and all this crap as soon as you become an adult and you can let go of that i mean i'm in my 40s now and if, if you just have the light turn on then it's better late than never but if you just get to that point of awareness that okay it's just an energy exchange she's giving you energy you're going to give her energy and then you hope that everybody feels good about it yeah. and then maybe mm-hmm. you're just getting old you know but it, there's nothing to prove you know it's always such a joke now people who you know, the way that porn was shot 10 years ago is so dated compared to the reality style, amateur style. People want to see real people fucking. They don't want to see Adonises fucking goddesses in, in mansions. Done. Yeah. No, people want to see real sex at, at real parties. Like, you know, look, look, at, look at what's popular now. Stuff like uh, Dare Dorm, College Rules, In the VIP, where girls, you know, In the VIP is great. From Reality Kings, limo pulls up, 15 girls get out, all dressed up, everyone's dancing. You don't know who which two girls are going to fuck, but they know. And if you're cheating, it's like going to the back of the book and reading the ending. You know, some, some I'll scroll ahead, oh, these two, oh. So you go back and, you know, it takes you on a journey, but that's what stimulates people now, you know, realness. Yeah, the hard part, I remember putting those together and having the girls show up in the same clothes for multiple scenes. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of kills the surprise out of it. <laughs> Uh, hey, hey, Brandon, can you talk s- some of the porn scams you've been, you've dealt with over the years? God, I I never glommed onto them. I'm still on the turnip truck. Somebody gives me a check, I assume it's good. Green or blue? <laughs> you know, people, people just don't care. I don't know. When you combine sex with money, not everyone's a straight shooter. Mm-hmm. So you get ripped off, you get burned, you know, this, that. I just, I choose to do my own thing. I have never bounced a check. I don't understand... You know, if you don't have money in the account, don't shoot or find a content trade or do something. But yeah, all the short-term scammers, they fall by the wayside. And what was the thing you were just telling me like an hour ago? Um, some dude was doing 10-guy gangbang, but the guys who were actually fucking the girl have to pay $100? Yeah. I've never heard this before. It, it's, it's gone from low-budget shooting to no-budget shooting. So this guy... Name will names will be removed to protect mm-hmm. the guilty, but was gonna get a, a cheap motel down by LAX. Ha, he found the girl who was willing to do up to twelve guys with Tess uh, bareback in this room. So he would front the the location, but all these other uh, hard luck guys had to pay a hundred bucks to get in, and then you know the money follow the money. You know, well he's gonna pay her half of what he's going to pocket money get content out of it and that's the mind-blowing thing that you can find women that hey would you mind going to a motel and having anonymous sex with 12 guys it's not a swinger thing Mm -hmm. she's not in the lifestyle she just wants to get paid 
And that's yeah. and this is you know Lilith trying. She's doing stand up right now, but this is very common like in comedy world. But you know, basically, these amateur want to get into show business doing stand up. So not only do they have to bring people to the show who have to pay for the oh, show, I've heard about that. Yeah. Bring her show, but they also have to pay money to get the spot. And yeah. that's just, that's just exactly that's uh, the same system that same porn system is using. because these yeah. guys are desperate and they want to make it in. But honestly. Um, we call them mopes, right? Just guys, you know, starting a business. Out of a hundred, how many of those actually make it in like your level? Maybe one out of a hundred? Oh, just keep making bad choices and tumble down and you'll, you'll arrive where I've arrived. <laughs> how, do you, how do you make a million dollars in porn? How? Start with two million. <laughs> yeah it's a race to the bottom but i think a lot of people if you go if you're a guy and you're single and you go to a strip club yeah you're used to getting clipped here you're i paid ten dollars for beer at a strip club who who pays ten bucks for a beer come on you know but very horny guy yeah but you're tired of paying not to get laid yeah so when you get a direct line and it's maybe faster cheaper people America is all about convenience, you know? Why do people go through drive-thrus instead of sitting down in a restaurant? It's that extra five minutes I save eating on the freeway. Same thing for your personal relationships. If I can pay $100 and get to fuck this girl and I don't have to be the star and it's just this big party, well, that's who I am. But are a lot of those guys amateurs who are wanting to get into the porn world or is it more of like an ego thing where they're just like, I just want to be able to fuck this bitch that I want to... Who, yeah, who huh. knows? I'm just saying like, like money never motivated me. And by the way, this whole gangbang shoot fell through because he couldn't get 12 paying customers. Wow. How many could he get? Uh, I don't know. It just fell through. And like there's no no respect, whatever. So no phone call. Hey, it's not on. You know, Everyone's chomping at the bit. Like you find the next Ponzi scheme victim that's going to kick into this thing. You know, like it's... You know, you go on, on sites like Craigslist or whatever, all those all those sites like that. Humaniplex has scores of video girls now. They post their box covers and it's just pure hooker buffet. If you want this girl and you pay her rate, you can go see her. You know what makes me angry about this whole thing? Because, you know, I don't know what which girl. You had some really hot girl. I, I looked her up. She looks great. So she charged her maybe for blowjob. It was kind of high, maybe 400 or something. For, that's high yeah. end, right? I never kiss and tell, but I always pay pay a woman's rate. So so 400, it's a lot for BJ, right? Yeah, you know, it can vary. It, yeah. it just depends. But if a regular guy hired her for just same thing, she would charge a thousand bucks or whatever it is. I, I don't... What is the logic behind that? More power to them. I think everyone overestimates how much performers earn in this business. Mm. I mean, lazy girls, even a few years ago, were making 100000 a year working part-time and being late. You mm-hmm. know, and th- Maybe those days are gone. Maybe it's more raw and you know, there really is a, a fine point on the pyramid, the way all the money is being made by a few people at the top. But that's why there's great agents like Mark Spiegler. He's very selective on who he takes for on for Spiegler girls. But every time you book a girl like that, that you are hiring a what's a top of line vacuum? A Dyson. Mm-hmm. Those those blowjobs are like hooking up the Dyson, a new one too, yeah. not a clogged one. This was this Sarah <laughs> Siobhan, brilliant cocksucker, uh, beautiful K- girl, Casey Calvert eats that load like it's her only meal of the day and it might be i don't know she's tiny <laughs> but you know 
does does he recruit? Is like how or do they apply to be good? I think they want to be with him. He's he has a very small stable of women, and stable isn't an exaggeration. <laughs> Who knows how they live? They, I don't they, know. They live with him. <laughs> Maybe they some have bales of hay to sleep on. I don't. But no, when it's considered like he's got know, a gorgeous uh, condo with futons. <laughs> so. Christina Rose is with him, Dana DiArmond, Bobby Starr, a uh, lot of the top names. You just, it's that cash. It's kind of like the New York Yankees of uh, agency because he have top notch girls and he only take girls who are serious about the, having a good career. None of this alcohol, drug bullshit. He doesn't want to deal with yeah. it. And um, he'll look after you, make sure you pay your tax, yeah. uh, make transition from porn to outside of it. He's one of the few decent ones, even though first time I met him, I'm not going to lie to you, I want to punch the motherfucker in the face, but that's, that's uh, whatever. Why? But why do you want to punch him? Be, because I was working for Evil Angel behind the booth and one of his clients, Annette Schwartz, and um, some Hollywood director needed a porn girl, and um, I thought she would be perfect because she's very attractive, very tall, uh, photogenic, and um, so I was getting her information, and he just came over to me like, why are you talking to her? And you know, just like all over me, like I'm not some schmuck fan. I've been in the business for a long time. I work for Evil Angel, and I have track record getting people on TV and radio shows and like that. But you know, if he would just calmly saying like, "Why are you getting all this information?" I, I would have been fine. But he was just being completely dick. I guess that's why he's a good manager because he keep all the creeps away from the tenant. Right. Yeah, he's protective and possessive. But I was be- working behind. You know what I mean? Like behind the booth. Like Jesus. But after that, over the years, I met other girls, and then like every story, same thing from Sasha Gray, which big star, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, to all the Christina Rose to Bobby Starr and everyone else. You know, I mean, I, I can't disagree. He, he he does have an excellent reputation, but fuck, man, come the fuck down. You know, Jesus, he looks the stereotype too: short, balding, greasy. He looks hunchback. Like what, yeah, he looks like who you expect a you know management manager do. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing why people respect him is it's anyone can be a pimp for a day a week a month he's been doing it for years, years you yeah. gotta have business sense yeah. you can't fuck people over and you can't allow people to fuck you over yeah and then I yeah. think I think the reason why girls are with him because he has so many big names any director fucking over with one scene with payment or something well you can't use the rest of the talent so you, you have to pay and if you want to have a career in the business, you know, or have uh, do a business in the you know porn world, and it, it's it's really good. Um, I'm not taking anything away from him. Yeah. Do they have contracts? I don't know if they do or not. Yeah. I think it's handshake. I think oh. for real. Yeah. Um, I I want to talk about Brian Sherwood if it's okay with you. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Brian Sherwood is a great performer. Um. I don't know how to describe him. He's a very happy-go-lucky guy, very good guy. Never heard anything bad about him. Male performer in porno business. Um, he does look like pirate. Last time I saw him, you know, good-looking guy, great performer. Unfortunately, what do you think? Five, six years ago? Uh, it was two. Wait, it was two thousand and nine. Oh, that's that's it. Either late two thousand eight, early two thousand nine. Okay. Yeah. So Brian, I think they just shot a scene. They were leaving with another guy, young kid. So they're hosting around. They're fun guys. They're driving really fast in Sherman Way. Uh, anyway, the guy Brian was chasing after lost the control of his vehicle, spun around, and hit a family of East Indian. Well, no, Brian, Brian's car was no. Brian no, no, was the lead car. 
So you, they're, oh, they're, Brian was leading. Yeah, they're cutting oh. each other off. Just just imagine like, you know, trying to be a dick mm-hmm. who can get to the next light. They don't even know each other, but it was aggressive driving. Brian decides, well, I don't want to say I wasn't there, but the, the reports are that what the police believe is that he slammed on his brakes intentionally to, you know, scare the other driver who loses control, turns to the right, crashes into a car, which went into another car, which severs the leg of a mom holding her five-year-old son. Son flies out of the arms, hit his head on a tree, and he dies. And and there's a daughter, I think, and the girl, the girl is brain damaged. So there's two kids. Oh, I didn't realize they're both. All I know is like the death of the child really compounded the tragedy. Mm. So the original sentence was some like 11 years. Both drivers were convicted. And Brian called it in to 911, but police fault him for calling in as an observer, not as a participant. Mm -hmm. So he was saying, hey, an accident just happened behind me. And like, I guess they held it against him that, well, wait, you were more involved in that. Yeah. And so, anyway, whatever. It's none of, none of us condone. None of, none of us condone what happened. But I do feel bad for him because he's he's, you know, the sea of scumbag in the business. Brian's Brian's a good guy. Brandon, most honorable guy. He's he's my dear friend. So I feel bad for that guy because I think he they were just horsing around, you know, directing like teenagers. And um, you recently went to prison and saw him, right? Yeah, he's he's finishing up his sentence at Tehachapi State Prison. Mm-hmm. It's about an hour and a half north of Los Angeles. How's he doing? Uh, you know, good. It, sometimes prison can be a good thing. Like Max Hardcore, I had lunch with him when he got out. Years of you know straight living. Uh, you know, waking up at a certain time, going to a job, yeah. Uh, no drugs, no drinking, and maybe it changed for for Max. It it's he said it was a good thing. So Brian is maybe just looking forward to getting out and going on with his life. But yeah, what a what a change, you know. Psychologically, he's doing okay. Sure, yeah, you know, he's he's got married. In fact, he got married in the same visiting room that we were. I went up with his wife, Carmen. Right, so is she a performer? Uh, no, 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 totally civilian. She runs his Facebook page yeah. and gets in touch with him, but she's been his rock to support mm-hmm. him while he's serving out the sentence. But yeah, they got married at a prison wedding. Did she? Did they know <laughs> each other before he was in prison? Or did yeah, they, they did. She she used to work at the Lamplighter, which if anyone who comes for a porn tour of the San Fernando Valley, you have to go to, what is it, Nordoff and DeSoto yeah. is the Lamplighter. She was uh, uh, working at that restaurant bar and... Anyways, they had noticed each other that way, but she didn't know what business he was in. I see. Mm. So credit for her for standing by him and what a tough situation. Yeah. Does he feel guilty about it? I I guess, you know, there's there's nothing that good that came out of it. There's nothing that you can do to change yeah. it. So you just accept it and then yeah. you you move on with your life. But, you know, for him, he he was making that transition out of porn when when a guy is in his late 40s, say and he went into the medical marijuana yeah. thing. That was taken off. You know, he he was on the upswing. Yeah, Jesus. And then that you know, life throws you a curveball. So, yeah. I hope um, I hope I, ho- I hope he's going to be okay uh, when he's released. Because I, I got to tell you, he, he he was a really nice guy. I mean, I've never heard him anything about him being mean or uh, disrespectful to women and abusing them i've never heard that he seems like you know like once again he looks like a pirate at the, at the back when he was performing but other than that i drove back from vegas with david Aaron clerk another big director who unfortunately passed away he was wor- really worried about brian you know 
ironic that he passed away before he got out. But um, yeah, he he, he he was great. You know, I hope uh, he make adjustment back into it. Um, and I think so. We did talk about scam. Oh, so one more thing. Then a couple of questions after that. So. In one of the first episodes we talked about, uh, you work for Extreme Associates. So what, what was your experience like working for them? Because, you know, I don't, I don't know, maybe their reputation is worse than it really was in the reality. What was your experience with them? Did you have a good time working for Rob Black? Yeah, you know, it's, it was just a party. If, you, if you're in your 30s and you're still behaving like a teenager, it's like the endless summer of, you know, girls great sex you know this and that and then you, you know it's just it spirals out of control and it was, it was a great time you felt you're part of a team you're doing something you not that it's meaningful but when you start putting out stuff that you create and having somebody say i really got off to that that's a huge ego boost i agree you know i've, I've worked horrible jo- i've worked warehouse jobs i worked in a bakery Nobody ever says that was the best bread I ever tasted. Yeah. So everything that I tell my baker that. Do you? Yeah. Well, you I love bread. Well, yeah. You, you know, like, and, that just, and in uh, Buddhism, ego is a bad, bad thing. So you, yeah, you got to keep it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, in life, it is. But ev- Buddhists talk about it the most. Well, everything's interconnected. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not all about my happiness, or you know, every there's got to be a level that everyone can just live. But yeah, that was fast living, like everything was just intense you could imagine you know like like who's that recluse that the guy who howard hughes imagine like you know you could you have more money or you have all these opportunities you can do anything so what did he do he shuts himself in a hotel room grows his fingernails in his hair and gets all ocd about things well this was stepping up to the porn buffet and they locked you in you know you gotta keep eating from that fucking buffet and it's like blonde, brunette, redhead. Oh, I've had it too much redheads for this week. No, keep eating. So yeah, it was it was endless. Uh, every day's a work day. Every day's you're partying with your best friends. What? Yep. What was that series where you dressed up as the? Uh, why am I forgetting? Assassin of JFK. Um, well, no, that everyone had their alter ego. So Alex James Heidel was my director name, and that's the name that Lee Harvey Oswald used to buy the gun. Mm. To kill Kennedy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, Talk yeah. about interconnected. Yeah, there's like a, a facial resemblance, right? But anyway, yeah, everyone was reborn under another name with that, you know, because it was more of a cult than a company. But it was a, <laughs> it was a circus. It was a circus in an office. That's right. Yeah. John used to work there. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I came in right as you were leaving. Right after, basically, they stopped paying you. Pretty much, it seemed like you just my invoice was yeah. thirty one. And a half thousand dollars went the day I quit. Yeah. Wow. I just remember I'm just thinking, why am I doing this? Yeah. I, I was my little my first paycheck that bounced. Okay. That's, yeah, that's why that's why I found out about the blue and green checks. Right. Right. But, right. But no, it. You mean it was fun though. You mean because hell, did you actually have an office set up there when you were there? Yeah, did? I I did. I had uh, I had one. Uh, anyway, it was just just pure heaven because everybody knew that there's work there so they flock to you versus if you're sitting at home in Canoga Park in your you know single bedroom apartment you just feel isolated you feel withdrawn there you're part of a family you're part of a team yeah you know it just things just worked yeah yeah so because you worked with Zepco there too right yeah, yeah. A, a lot of creative people a lot of yeah. directors that really cared about their stuff nobody was 
obsessed about their own product rather than that Tom's up going. They had this guy Slain Wayne. He could edit anything into like this this broadcast quality stuff. You you remember like you know everybody was really driven and good at what they did. They actually brought me in to push him out. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know so, yeah. everything changes, but yeah. so John's better than him. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> no, because like was that because what movies did you do with him? Oh God, The Abyss. There's one where everyone was a Russian soldier for some unknown reason, and he needed authentic uniforms. Uh, again, it just becomes this insane. Oh well, he did Ass Clowns. You know, it's just you got to wonder if somebody's sober when they're coming up with these ideas. I wouldn't. <laughs> no, come on. Yeah, I think he liked. Oh no, he was. He liked to drink. Yeah, oh, yeah. he was known for it. Basically, yeah. that place after five thirty, people can't try to stay sober until about five five thirty. Yeah. After that, then the but lights start flowing. But yeah. But look at the Svengali effect that you could communicate your drunken passion to somebody. Okay, now I need you to gape your asshole because these clowns are coming in and they're going to fight. Just go with it. Go with it. Roll tape. <laughs> What's the most commonly thing said as a, as a form of direction on a porn set? When are we starting? <laughs> when are we starting? We've been here four hours. What the fuck? <laughs> why, why does it always take so long? No, I don't. People don't <laughs> respect other people's time. But, oh. but, oh, who knows? You know, that's why you got to, again, run your own show. Mm-hmm. Order the women like, like Domino's Pizza. They're there at your door in 30 minutes. It's never free. And uh, you get and right down to... And they give you food poisoning afterwards. And you get right down to business. Nice. Because that's that's what it's about. It's not waiting around. It's not... You know, having craft service cater a meal for you and all that. It's about let me unleash that load. And as soon as it's out, I can be sane again and I can be. But do you, you prepare? Know. How do you prepare mentally uh, to shoot? Uh, I do my own editing. And what's surprising is I used to hate that, but now I love it because you just say, okay, this works, this doesn't. And then you become this machine of perversion that just does it. So <laughs> my latest, my latest, uh, uh, chink in the armor is that if, if if you know if it says deep throat on your list of do's and don'ts if that girl shows up and she doesn't get your rod down there's consequences hey i thought you're a deep throater <laughs> but the point is that if you want to uh, turn a, a supposed deep throater into a, a girl who eats your ass that's the consequence so anyway if you don't get it down you got to eat ass and you know how many? Do you co- like your ass to be eaten? No, it's the humiliation mm-hmm. combined with you're not forcing somebody to do it. You're mm-hmm. just offering. You're just saying, "Listen, uh, that's not deep throating." So we got to work this out, and everyone uh, understands consequences. And uh, very few girls have refused to <laughs> to eat ass. So yeah, it, it's that mild humiliation that's mm-hmm. far less than a slap across the face. But mentally, both she will know and you will know yeah. that you're two strangers and that you... You just got you the know. door prize. Yeah. <laughs> the back door prize. Exactly. Now, <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of getting, e- getting their ass eaten, <laughs> um, are you ever surprised when, when the girl does it, when it was never negotiated and um, uh, talked about? That's what the kink is. How do you torment? Okay, even when you announce to a girl, uh, you're going to suck dick and swallow, and you've never met that girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything is like cordial, and that's mm-hmm. fine. 
And then again, you know, you start getting ahead in the count, like in baseball, and then you realize you're holding the cards here. So Sasha Gray, mm-hmm. I'll recreate again. <laughs> it was like on the counter. And I just remember I was like kind of, I do a wrestling. It's more jujitsu than sex. That's right. As soon as they're on your dick, you grab, go ahead, grab it. And you use Hold the on. leverage, you know, you pull uh-huh. down. And it causes yeah. the head to be impaled on your dick. But I remember just stuffing, I have size nine feet, and I just stuffed my feet in Sasha's mouth. And she just took it like, well, this is normal. Well, that was performance art, though. But that's that's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's just, it's, it's what just movie this was this? I, I didn't know you had no, a scene with Sasha. It was for loadmymouth.com. She had been in the business three weeks, oh. and she drove herself. Oh, you got over. her early. And yeah, she was hungrier in all senses of the word. So uh, yeah, she she would, you know. So she suck you, a man's feet. She the load. She was amazing because she her first. So this is what happened. She's from Sacramento, and in high school, she decided she wanted to be in porn. So she started saving money, and right after co- high school, I think she went to community college for a little bit, but she was saving tons of money, and um, soon as she saved enough money, and this is right after she turned 18, she, she contacted Mark Spiegler, because that's the first thing that popped up on the internet, signed with him, and the very first movie she did was Fashionista 2, with, and she did a scene with Rocco Cifredi, and that's, you know, I don't know what... Just imagine if you're playing high school baseball and all of a sudden you're playing for New York Yankees and you're... Yeah. And, you're, you know, and you're catching. Yeah. <laughs> and in what she said, what she even surprised Rocco, she said, well, give him a blowjob and fucking him. She just say, punch me. And like, you know, that really caught him off guard because she's a rookie, new girl, you know. And, and yeah. I think that's how she... I mean, she really went at it. Uh, the, I don't know, two, three years she was at it, but... Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know you worked with her. I mean, it's really hard for me to look at her because I'm I'm very close to her and I like her. I, it's never fun for me to watch someone that I know because it's just there's no fantasy there because I know they're really not that slutty. Well, it was real for her. Yeah, real for her. Yeah. But uh, once I get to know someone, I don't really want to watch them. I always want always want to watch someone I don't know anything about. Does that make sense? The fantasy is still yeah. there. So, well, you keep it separate from reality. Well, just tying it into Evil Angel, the next time I encountered Sasha was for a movie that Jake Malone directed called Good. Gang Bang My Face. Oh, bored. Sasha Gray was a cop, and she, she heard there's a lot of loose dicks around here. She's going to set it straight on her knees. I don't remember that. So is it a lot of cocks trying to force their way into one mouth? or Five guys just took turns on her and passed her around and, uh, you know, humiliated her. Mm. Tone Capone, uh, big black guy, rubbed his Nubian buttocks all over her her lily white face. <laughs> Visuals are just great that you depict. <laughs> There's a lot of storytelling. Well, it? look that that you tri- paint a, you paint a good picture. Okay, I'm a fan too, but <laughs> there's something about interracial porn that, you know. Uh, Clicks with everybody. Like, yeah, take it, bitch. <laughs> I like I like it because my eyesight's are really bad. So I like two bodies with different colors fucking. <laughs> I yeah. tell you know, one starts that, the other that, Two black people, it's really confusing, especially when the anal scene happens because you don't know where asshole starts and shit starts. You know what I mean? Because everything's so dark there. And um, I kind of like white and black things. I really do enjoy watching that. And yeah. Even though, you know, black guys act like 
they're rough and whatever. But most black performers are normal guys. They're not really perverted like these fucking European guys. Wouldn't you agree? Like white men are the worst. No, <laughs> there, there's some connection because <laughs> most of the great male performers are not American. Oh, they're Canadian. European. Can, Canadian. I would say you're Canadian because you said out. 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 Sorry, Canadian and most of the great performers like Nacho, Rocco, Steve Holmes, Manuel Ferreira. Um, um, what's that other new kid at Evil Angel? That went, um, uh, Mike Adrian. Mike Adrian Spanish. So they're all Europeans. It's not that we don't have good performers here. I think the stigma is not there to prevent them from getting the business, I think, first of all. But you're unusual. You're from North America. You and Erica Eberhardt, two Canadians. Yeah, we're both from Calgary, Alberta. Ah. Come to the Stampede, 10 days in July. <laughs> Just a bunch of hookers. <laughs> no, it really is. It, it's the greatest outdoor show on earth. Perhaps you haven't heard of it. When I met Jay Leno at the Tonight Show, mm -hmm. I know he said, "Where are you from?" I so I pretend I'm a tourist and not living here. I said, "I'm from Calgary." Oh, I've been to the Stampede. So if J if it's good enough for Jay Leno, it's good enough for you. <laughs> nice. I'll remember that next time I'm in Calgary. Two more things. <laughs> One. Let's talk some of the women that you did scenes with. You know what? I think the couple of them. I have to say, how many scenes did you do with Anita Blonde? Oh my God, uh, Anita! That I think only just the one. And then she had enough of me. But no, my my she's Hungarian. So there was Anita Blonde and Anita Dark, and I I approached her. I just said, "Oh golly, you're beautiful, beautiful," and she said, "Yeah." <laughs> That's all she said to me. She goes, "Yeah." <laughs> so she knew it, but good lord, she, you know, is she gorgeous? Yeah, you dick them down, and I'm sure she has a normal life, far removed from this industry now, and she probably married up. She, I know she's she's pretty tall, wasn't she? You no, know, just everything was physically perfect. She was an Olympian sex goddess, Amazon looking god, um, just gorgeous, just perfect tits and. The way I describe her was MTV from waist up and BET waist down. Because wow. she had a, a, a amazing body and she, that sexual energy that I get from her. But she really was one of the most beautiful women of her generation. Not just porn, but I just think she was um, amazing. You know, I don't think you get girls like that these days because even when she was in the business late 90s, internet wasn't that prominent. The, the period between 1990 to late 1990s, I think most of those performers are thinking, you know, you do the scenes, there'll be only scene in America, it's not going to affect my personal life. That's, that was my feeling, but I don't think, how do you explain the internet to people in the early 90s? I don't think they couldn't imagine, you know. Um, but the talent was incredible back then. Uh, Monica Sweetheart, who was other ones? Uh, Sylvia Saint. Leah DeMay. Oh, and, uh, late Leah. She was a beautiful girl. She was Czech Olympic team. Diving team. Yeah. Diving team. Something happened where she was sick. She couldn't continue. I think she hurt herself physically. Mm. And a uh, beautiful girl. And um, They kicked off her team and she went into porn? You know, she's, she's from poor country. They, 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 I never judge any of the women from that part of the world because lack of opportunity. But great performer, beautiful girl. <sighs> Died of brain cancer. Yeah. What? Brain, yeah. brain cancer at 26. Oh, my God. She was definitely under 30, something like that. They oh, call her. That's terrible. Her, Monica Sweetheart, Sylvia Saint, and uh, I'm forgetting one other girl who the, got... The girl who got in the accident. Car accident. She, she's a doctor now. God damn it. She's a doctor now. 
Yeah. Good for her. Um, but they used to call them the dream team, and they're just gorgeous. I yeah. mean, they're physically perfect. Um, Eastern Europeans? Yeah. yeah. There's something, you see, because I, I just think it's been just overwhelmed by wars and different, literally, barbarians over the ages throughout that part, the Huns. So genetically speaking, I think they have a perfect genes. And one of the ironies of communism, they didn't grow up with um, luxuries, junk food, so they had to walk around. They were just, I mean, incredible. I think they're one of the greatest genetically perfect groups of people. Not Western Europeans, because I think... Right, well... But they, you know what I'm saying? You've been to Budapest, and I have well, been to Prague. The new great crop of girls come from Russia now, yeah. because... You take a girl from St. Petersburg and she flies to Budapest and she's making more in two days than her father makes in a month. Yeah. And then, you know, like, like uh, uh, just a name that comes to the top of my, my mind is uh, like Jenny Love. I worked with her right from Russia, appreciates the work, doesn't feel exploited, doesn't make you feel dirty for exploiting somebody. Yeah. It's just along for the ride and it's just... There's, maybe it's uh, also a, a religious thing. In the Czech Republic, there's so many people that it's like far less Roman Catholics, mm -hmm. a lot more agnostics. It just seems if you don't have that baggage coming into you, it's just like, it's my body. I'm going to fuck if I want to. No. And then, yeah. Did you shoot much in Russia at all? Did you make I, it I, I went there for the first time with uh, Cineplex. And wow, way yeah. back. Well, yeah, yeah. But this was like 2016. Yeah, you just get exposed to the whole thing and then that was the first time i felt like i was a sex slave because one would think that 2 p.m in the afternoon is a reasonable call time nobody could show i'm there ready you know i'm showered and you know shave my nuts and i'm like yes where's when's this gonna get started and it, everything took hours and they're beating people like cattle almost like every day was a new thermonuclear war of you're going to get fucked in your ass again. No, I don't want to get fucked in my ass again. You're going to get fucked. Anyway, it just went on and on. And then at the end, everybody would say, okay, fine, see you tomorrow. <laughs> and these were real students. And the way that um, some of the agents were recruiting, they'd go into neighborhoods and put up signs saying, you know, work for uh, American internet company or blocked in Russia, some bullshit like this, like, you know, make quick, easy money. And these are literally normal um, women with a high tolerance for bullshit. Didn't you tell me one of the tricks to get really attractive growing Eastern Europe, Ukraine, and Russia is... Show your passport? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, that helps. <laughs> is you're a guy, you're with a really attractive girl, and you see another girl. You use the girl to trap, bait, tra bait the girl, right? I think women always like, like if... If he's good enough for her and they look happy, like, I want some of that. Uh, I don't know. You you should. You know what? That's funny. I was actually telling my friend um, something about that. I was thinking recently how married men became more attractive to me because they, <laughs> they represent commitment and stability. And I was like, oh, those qualities are so attractive. <gasps> I want you. Oh, but you're taken. <laughs> I can never be with you. Um, but that's maybe the, along, but something along those lines of like, of, like you want something you can have or the yeah. or competition too like women are very well it's always easier when you if you're looking for a new job when you have a job right so christina rose her attitude is like oh i'm gonna take your man you know you know how funny christina rose right. is yeah hey, I, 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 where I, the hell is she 
she uh, she had to work over the weekend doing a scene and then maybe on the road for stripping or something. I don't know. Down she could she's, her ass. Yeah, she, she she's working, so um Well sorry, just just to bring this back, look at Tiger Woods and his wife. Mm-hmm. Look at that rage that happens with a golf club and yeah. a Cadillac Escalade when it's the infidelity that fucks you over. They have everything, more money than you can spend. And it, when you break the commitment mm-hmm. or when break there's trust. A, oh, yeah, there's and, you can't put a price on that because your whole life becomes a joke. Like, what does us all mean if it's not if this isn't the foundation? Exactly. You know? And I think she has a very strong confidence and self-respect that she can't tolerate that bullshit. You know, I love that 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 press conference when he gives that well rehearsed thing like i am sorry that my actions caused the harm that they did if you really just speak off the cuff saying god i love it when i have two girls man there's one stuck in my day one sitting on my face oh sorry mom <laughs> fuck you nike <laughs> I, I you know uh, I, I do feel bad for him because just imagine from young age your dad kept telling people oh, yeah. like gandhi like uh, other important historical figures my son's gonna change the world for better and you keep it's a lot of pressure you keep selling this shit into him and let's be honest half black half asian guy who played golf is not exactly the most desirable person in high school yeah after he got out of it he's famous get girls whatever so it must have been really weird so you know if i was friend with him i would say don't get married just fuck around for a while then did he get married at a young age? I don't even know the story. Relatively speaking, but you know, when you're that famous, and I don't blame him. Women well, with are, fame, women, with women, fame women. comes money and power, and yeah. power is you want to exploit at times. I mean, that turns on a different gear. Fuck high school. Everyone suffers in high school. Everyone does. Like your childhood, it sucks to get rejected. Everyone gets rejected. But when you get to a place of entitlement, that you feel like you earned this and you worked your and he did work his ass off. And poor guy, it is hard to be trained to do one thing in your life and to have that pressure on you your entire life. And then you can you want to then get some kind of other benefit from it. And yeah, once you're married, I guess I mean you see men empowered do this all the time and, and it's not and women empowered too. I mean, not look to at, say that women at, don't do it as well, but look at General Petraeus. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Clean cut. At one time, you know, there was talk, oh, you know, maybe you should run for president on a Republican ticket, you know, like stuff like this. And uh, yeah, it's that, that forbidden fruit. It's the, it's the reptilian brain going, hello, but remember you know me? Like, well, let's, that, let's have some but, fun. But let's, let's be fair. They're, Tiger and Petraeus, they, they become very successful because they take risk, right? They took a lot of mm-hmm. risk. They, they, they were put in a position of power. They take risk in all facets of life, you know. So I wasn't surprised that, he, you know, he's head of CIA. He's stupid enough to email somebody, which is easily tracked by even some high school hacker or whatnot. But, you know, mm-hmm. he took a risk and I don't know. What, what do you do? You, 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 you seen a picture of his wife? She's gorgeous. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. She, look, look, Uncle Fester. On the inside. Yeah. <laughs> That's where it matters. Your penis goes inside. Um, so... <laughs> Before we end, I, I'm surprised I'm even doing this podcast with Brandon because a year ago, I, I can't even imagine because for um, I don't know how many years, you were kicked out of USA immigration. Oh, no, I was prevented from re-entering. Oh, prevent- I, I made the mistake of overstaying mm-hmm. and then I had to serve a three-year ban in my home and native land yeah. of Canada and that was the reality check that uh, yeah, makes me appreciate every single stroke as the mouth goes up 
and on American soil. Fuck yeah! Because <laughs> the 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 great saving grace of this whole society is that money can buy people or rent them, mm-hmm. and Los Angeles is the hub for that. You know, combining sex with money, and I do it the straight up way. I don't fuck people over. You might get them to rim you mm-hmm. you know but you can say no <laughs> but, but they had that coming yeah exactly <laughs> you can always tell can tell always no. tell your your prison warden no i refuse to do that you'll still get the check but it was kind of <laughs> blessing just guys but you right? won't get hired again well right? you know it's right. always one and done yeah. there are, there are 666 updates on a site i do called load my mouth do you know uh, what the best scene of of all those updates is? Mm. The very next one. <laughs> oh, buddy! Ain't yeah, that no, seriously, truth. it's it's a never ending quest. Yeah, those six six sixty six is the number mm-hmm. of uh, my beast because I can't control this fucker. He's controlled my adult life. I'm forty four now, and he's still ruling the roost. I have to listen to him. He's pointing to his cock. Get, anyone? Get me a girl. Get me a blowjob. You know. Have you been in a committed relationship? <laughs> giggling. Why does this get? No, this is this is the fucked up thing is that uh, uh, this year I met a woman on Facebook. She's real. She's closer to my age, and we're trying things out. So the compromise is I don't fuck around off camera. Mm-hmm. I'm allowed to document all the shenanigans because that's how you make the cha-ching mm-hmm. to go on vacations with a real woman. And yeah, so that's scary. And when she's not in the porn industry. Not at all, but she contacted me. She was a, a fan. And she I, watched porn. I, I love her to death because wow. when somebody confronts you on your own bullshit and you realize, wait, you're not a psychologist and you know me, you know what makes me tick. And it's... What was it that, she, that did it? What, what did she say to you? Well, just being real with somebody. When somebody gets to a stage in their life just saying, well, you know, what's your long-term plan? You know, is it to die with the thousandth update and you you pack it in? No, you just want to build a real life. So if you try and say I can be more than one thing mm-hmm. and then you start to believe it. Okay, you're not you're not the misogynist, you're not the you know, you're not the perform you're not this guy, you're not that guy. You can be all these things and then have a real life. So And and yeah. and, and, and it's interesting because you, you, you told me that um she flew in Budapest when you were working. And she feel a little uncomfortable. Yeah. And what did you say to her? Um, just stay and watch. I'm not. No, doing no. I, I never tell anyone what to do. Just you got to make yourself comfortable. I always thought it's good that if you meet somebody, you see everyone acts professionally. Girl shows up, suitcase, mm-hmm. shakes your hand, do the mall release, do the photos, do the scene, and it's done. There's no hey, let's go for a drink later. And I thought that's the healthy thing for a woman to see that. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know. Just the work relationship and there's no fluff afterwards. Right. Or it's just, and you also see how you can treat somebody on set too. You're not perving out all the time and it's just a physiological reaction. Mouth on cock, cock gets hard, boomstick goes boom, (laughs) call it a wrap. (laughs) And Mr. Brandon Irons, I I just, I'm dying to know, what kind of porn do you watch? Do you watch porn? I love, oh, this is embarrassing. I'm a member of AmateurAlert.com. I used to be a member of FTV Girls. Like, I love solo stuff now. Seeing girls. Play with themselves. Do like Or like the public flashing, like a girl running down the street and then she'll mm-hmm. show up. I get off on that or girls dancing. I can jerk it to that. But yeah, you know, it's that wide 
pendulum that swings all the way to German goo girls. Now that's fucking filthy. What is that? Did you talk about this, Yoshi? No, we haven't. Oh. Go at your own risk to germangoogirls.com and you'll see like 40 guys coming on a girl's face or coming onto a plate that she has to eat. Again, it's the mild humiliation with, why aren't you saying no? <laughs> <laughs> but don't say no so I could come. Well, no, I actually had a moment of self-awareness where I remember I was, whack- oh, this is going to say more than it's worth. Okay, it's called GG German Goo Girls Devo because that's the next level where the girls are drinking piss in all sorts of weird ways. Like they'll make these little, you know those crazy hats where you put the beer in the straw? Imagine 10 guys peeing into tubes that lead to one funnel and that funnel is attached to... Her mouth. And she drinks piss until she's filled up. And some of these girls will just keep swallowing and swallowing. You can't ingest that. Like what is it? If you drink a whole gallon of milk, you puke, right? Nobody can keep down a whole gallon or something like that. Whatever. Like half a gallon. Well, what's, what's your limit on piss? Zero. <laughs> Good. Mine too. But I was jerking off to this piss porn, and I, I remember was I it stopped. Was it Annette Schwartz? No. 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 But because um, I like the anonymous. If I know yeah. somebody, then it's not a, a turn off. Oh, it's like got to be. Yeah. It's got to be the random, like, who are you? But anyway, the point is I stopped jerking off for the first time since I was 13, and I said, you don't have to do this. <laughs> And I turned to off. yourself or to her? <laughs> no, to myself. <laughs> well, probably to both of us. But I actually I stopped watching, it and I remember like I got into I got into reading and just just stuff, and you just realize you're not controlled by that little dictator anymore. He he's shut up inside your pants, and uh, you know you come out when I tell you to come out. There you go. Yeah, master of your domain. You watch Seinfeld. I love Seinfeld. I'm Where's me. Kramer now? Not at the Laugh Factory. He's a nigger. <laughs> <laughs> how how rude was that? That's it was funny though. But um, <laughs> <laughs> what what? So what's your um? We gotta uh, end this in a few minutes. But what's your plan for next year? What's your goal for 2013? 2013. Uh, if the Mayans are wrong, I'm gonna you know because I've been coasting for this whole month. Honestly, you know. Uh, you know what I like just, about how you uh, uh, how you do th- your blowjob scenes? You don't <laughs> you don't do a blowjob scene unless you edit the previous scene. You discipline yourself, right? That's the carrot on the stick. Wait, mm-hmm. what? Say that again. I cannot get another blowjob until the previous blowjob has been fully edit. processed. Other than that, because then you're making home sex movies, and I'm not in that. This is a business. Business, they call it. Business. Yeah, guys like Tone Capone call it business. Business. Because a lot of these guys will end up like doing scenes, and there's like fifty, seventy thousand dollars worth of scene, and they don't do anything with it. Yeah, you have to re- edit and put it on DVD or online. So brand is more disciplined. You finish the product. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So this is a way to treat yourself like Pavlov's dog and keep going. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. smart. Well, before you go, I'm glad you, you got back. Um, 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 it was kind of blessing disguise when you were sent to Calgary because. You know, your your mom passed away last year or this year. Yeah, she she died and again. That's another reality check where you realize any bullshit you've gone through up until that mm-hmm. point pales in comparison with something that's permanent and final. And somebody who meant something, you know, to you who who helped make you the person you are, just just gave you so many breaks in your life, and then that that's gone. That person's gone forever. Mm. So well, that that was the one good thing because when when you told me she passed away, like. 
I don't want to justify, but uh, if you were here, you you probably would have spent less time with her. And, oh uh, no, yeah, thank God that was the best favor was to be. If you're ever going to get a band to have to serve it, you know, mm-hmm. at least spend the last year and a half of your mom's life before she passes away, mm-hmm. and you get to say things, and then, you know, again, the porn cloud is always hanging over you. But if you talk adult to adult and you explain that it's it's okay if you're a selfish person, you didn't screw up on me. I screwed up me. It's fine. It's I'm just a selfish prick, mom, and I'm ruled by the unit that you gave me. Yeah. And then hopefully there's some clarity in there where it's there the you know if, if I had a kid, maybe I would feel responsible if they made some what I would perceive as bad choices, yeah. but it's hard to consider it a bad choice when you know I was I was living high off the hog. You know, yeah. things are pretty good for years and years and years. And okay, the party is uh, its last call, but you know, you don't have to leave until they kick you out. So, <laughs> what, before we finish, what's, what's your pay site called? What, what's the website? It's called, well, to the shout out to the two remaining members of brandoniron.com. Thank you for hanging in there. <laughs> both, both of you. <laughs> Keep on hanging on. And what, what's your blog address? Well, it's, at, it's all there. It's at brandoniron.com. And your Twitter account's there too. Yes, and uh, geez, yeah, there's there's some pictures of uh, 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 Aliyah Avatari is eating my ass on one shot because mm-hmm. that was her reward slash punishment for not being able to deep throw. Nice. Yeah. You need to have, you know how porn girls have a Amazon.com wish, wish list? list. Uh, guys have to do it. It makes me angry that guys don't do it. You should do it. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay, I'll just go go back to Spiegler girl, uh, Sarah Siobhan. I like the reality thing. So everyone's on Twitter. Some of these women have like 70,000 followers. And anyway, I have the girls read out what's on their wish list. It's all self-revealing. And Sarah Siobhan, it's so funny. Her list was so long that I had to cut it. So it's just, she wanted a new computer, a butt plug, a diamond tiara. A, you know, <laughs> it just became on like... Wow, <laughs> and people are gonna give these. Well, yeah, to what you? else can I get these idiots to buy me? <laughs> <laughs> but more power to I support anyone. You know, th- if you can't, uh, if you like the entertainment, if somebody pushes that button for you, buy them a pair of stockings. Why not? Hmm. But, give back uh, to your local porn star. Yeah, or even if they're not local. All right, Brandon. Well, good <laughs> luck and thanks for doing the podcast. This this was fun, and there's a bunch of stuff I didn't know, and uh, you clarify everything for me. Yeah. <laughs> May you never be run through by a samurai sword, and I promise I won't be the guy to do that to you. Jesus, man, I, I still can't get over. I mean, there's Chico Wayne's dead, that guy's dead, and like there's very few heterosexual Asian guys. And uh, oddly enough, within 20 minutes, Kenny Styles will be here for the second episode. More so. Asian. Yeah. Informed. All right, Brandon. Thanks, and uh, Thank hopefully you, we could get you back on, and um, maybe we, we'll talk more about travel stuff because we both love traveling. Muchos gracias. All right. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. Bye. Bye.